Hello, and welcome to 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast committed to teaching you the minimalistic approach to becoming bold and not old. On this 20-minute weekly podcast, you will learn how to care for your body and mind while spending the bare minimum amount of time to be successful. I know that life is full, so full that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner and in some cases are simply too confused to figure out what to do, so we do nothing. This podcast is designed to help you leave regrets behind and start caring for yourself, no matter your age, so you can grow older and like it, and I might say even love it. My name is Dr. Kelly Pearson, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician and author of Eight Minutes to Ageless. Over the past 40 years, my patients have taught me so much about what not to do that I finally just had to get this book written and podcast started. But before we begin, I want to thank all of you who read my book and keep sending me inspiring comments that you're getting your life back. That makes all the difference and makes me smile. Hi, this is Kelly. We're going to get back to a little bit of the book, but on a different topic as it relates to movement or nutrition, um, per se, in terms of whole foods or even attitude. We're going to talk about a couple things you can do to reduce your viral load. And um, Lord knows we're living in a sea of viral overload. Uh, the whole pandemic is, a, is not a bacteria-related condition. It's a viral-related condition. And it's funny when you think about it, but viruses have sort of gotten a pass in this country and many parts of the world that the big deal is the antibiotics for the bacteria. So much so that we have kind of gotten over the top with antibiotics and in fact have created resistance to many of the antibiotics. And there's some fear that we might be, you know, dying from diseases that we used to be able to treat with simple antibiotics. Not only are we as human beings taking it, but I think about two thirds of all the antibiotics produced in this country are fed to cows so that they don't die of infections prior to their slaughter. So it, I'm not talking about bacteria today though, I'm talking about viruses because I wanna put some power back into your hands. I think one of the challenges during the whole pandemic has been just this lack of conversation around what we could do to make our own healths better. And uh, again, that's a bigger conversation than I wanna to have to, today, but more about what can you do specifically to reduce your viral load. Now, um, I hate to break this to y'all, but we have tens of thousands of different kinds of viruses and bacteria in our body at any given time. And we have, generally speaking, a fairly symbiotic relationship with them. And uh, e even when you talk to evolutionary, evolutionary um, biologists, they will talk to you about how the advent of new viruses have actually added to our prowess as a human being, as long as we've learned to get along well, well with them, we might have had a tangle at first, but then we started living symbiotically and some of those viruses afforded us new physiological functions. And that, that is fascinating in and of itself. Uh, Zach Bush MD is a tremendous um, MD to follow if you want to know more about that type of thing. But what can we do to make it so that we are not going to fall prey to a viral change well, or viral load? Well, let's look at the common cold. That's obviously a virus. And um, funny, some people say they haven't had a cold all year and uh, because they've been wearing their mask. But um, 
sometimes I think the cold symptoms and flu symptoms and COVID symptoms got very confusing. And so I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole at all. I just wanna give you a couple ideas of things you can do to reduce the virus and the heavy duty replication. I'm gonna start with something that's probably not well known at all in this country, but if you lived in East India, you would know about it for sure. It's a very strong cultural phenomenon there. It's called oil pulling, which sounds like a, a weird term, but they use sesame oil. I'm not recommending sesame oil. I recommend coconut oil because coconut oil is antiviral in and of itself. But they put a tablespoon of oil in their mouth and swish it around for 15 minutes. You know, just kind of like you were um, squirting around something in your mouth and you were waiting to, to spit it out. And certainly you want to spit it out because here's what's really um, cool that the oil attracts the lipid, the fat layers of bacterial and um, well of, of cell membrane. And the, what happens is you're starting to, oil, this oil is in your mouth for a long period of time, you're attracting bacteria and virus towards the oil and then you spit it out. So I kind of look at it as, you know, going in and destroying the enemy when they're least suspecting it. And when you have that tickle in your throat, now I can say this, it's really, I'm gonna knock on wood here, it's been 10 years. And in that 10 years, when I had that premeditated, that tickle in my throat that would tell me the next thing would be, I'd be getting a cold from the virus, is no matter where I am, um, if I'm getting off an airplane or waking up in the middle of the night, if I have that tickle in my mouth, I will fly to wherever there's oil. Um, that's usually downstairs in my cupboard. I'll get some coconut oil. I've been known to get off an airplane in Hawaii and feel that little tickle and drive to the grocery store and get a hold of some oil and oil pull right then. And every single time, except once in 10 years, I have done this. And every single time the symptom abates. Now there's been a few instances where I might've had to oil pull two or even up to three times with that, within that first 48 hours because I wasn't quite getting rid of the, the, the virus, I could tell. But then after that, I was right as rain. The one time I did get sick, it was when I was really having a rough go in life. I was a little bit sad. My immune system was depressed. I was going through some challenges. So I don't think anything was really going to pull me out of that um, of, of that piece. Because, you know, stress does make our immune system more challenged, for sure. So oil pulling is something that I recommend. Uh, dentists recommend it strongly for gingival or gum disease. And when done consistently can make a difference down the road. I've had lots of patients anecdotally tell me all kinds of infections in their body that have relieved when they were using oil pulling on a routine basis. So I'm just saying with, if you're feeling a little under the, under the gun or you've been exposed to someone sick and you just wanna stay out of harm's way, Put a tablespoon of coconut oil in your mouth and you know at first right when it's when it's not in the summertime it tends to congeal in the wintertime you may have to chew it once or twice which if you're a texture person be kind of gross but honestly after two chews it's like saliva and you don't even taste it it it, uh, it just feels like saliva in your mouth that you're swishing around um, magically while you're folding your laundry or doing your email but set a timer and then spit it out in 15 minutes fabulous that's fairly fairly free and um, you'll be very, very surprised at the results. The deal is like a lot of a, a lot of things I'm recommending to you, 
is test and treat, feel and treat, get an idea you're sick and treat. You don't wait three or four or five or six days ignoring it, hoping it goes away. You have that magic opportunity to reduce that viral load through this oil pulling. So try that out. And you can definitely see um, systemic reviews on the web. There was one done in 2016, published in the Journal of Traditional Complementary Medicine. Actually, it was published in 2017, and they did a systematic review of oil pulling. And you know, clearly, it holds promise and is, weirdly enough, completely safe. Who would thunk it? Um, the other thing I want to talk about, I think, is really important to speak about is um, zinc. And zinc is something that we've all been known to um, reduce colds. We don't know why we take it, but we do take zinc. And that's been recommended also for the most recent uh, pandemic with the COVID virus. But here's the thing you need to understand about zinc. It is something that reduces viral replication within the cell. So you've got to get the zinc, which is a negatively charged ion into the cell membrane, which is positively charged. Well, some gets in there, but sometimes when you're sick and the cells are going through a rough patch, they need a, what we call a therapeutic dose of zinc. You don't need just a little, you need a boatful to really have take war with the viruses that are replicating inside the cell walls. And so, the tricky part about zinc is it's helped along or helped into the cell with various um, supplements. Quercetin is one, Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. It is uh, to be picked up at the health food store and it's considered a, a, a supplement that reduces inflammation and it helps to move like the, the pushes the zinc into the cell so it can like if someone's afraid to jump in the pool, it's that big bully that pushes you in the back and all of a sudden you're in the water. The quercetin does the same thing to the zinc. So now you can really have an effective bout with that virus and kill it off within the cell membrane. So there's a lot of conversation about other early treatment drugs with COVID and they became highly um, politicized, but hydroxychloroquine as initially talked about by Dr. Zelenko, um, is recognized that hydroxychloroquine also pushes the zinc into the cell. So his treatment protocol early on quite successfully was to take hydroxychloroquine with zinc, always with zinc, because it's the zinc that's gonna do the work, but the hydroxychloroquine that's gonna push it in. And the quercetin of course, is not as effective as hydroxychloroquine. It's not a prescription drug, but you yourself can just walk yourself down to a health food store and voila, pick some up. And uh, the zinc, I'm not gonna talk about particular forms to be honest with you, because I don't wanna get into that much detail, but about 15 milligrams is generally recommended to make sure you have enough on a, on a daily basis. All right, so a little bit of zinc, a little bit of uh, quercetin, and uh, maybe oil pulling in the morning, and oh my gosh, my gosh, you've got a pretty good start. Now there's something else that I've been using in my practice. Um, Years, years ago, a physician friend of mine who was a pediatrician told me about this. She said it wasn't really discussed so much in um, mainstream medicine because it wasn't uh, prescription, but it had me looking into monolaurin. Monolaurin is a very strong antiviral and, and um, it, it's basically a chemical derived from lauric acid, acid and, and 
glycerin, and it comes from the coconut fat. Um, you can't quite get enough of monolaurin just by eating coconut fat to make it therapeutic. But when you purchase monolaurin in that form, and um, it typically comes in like little tiny, you know, about the quarter size of a pea and they're wax-like, they're not chewable. You can, you know, put a, put a little bit in water and chug it, or you can put it in some applesauce or yogurt if you are not averse to um, dairy products and you can get it in that way. And uh, quite honestly, a lot of my parents purchase a bottle of the monolaurin because they, their kiddo comes home from school and they know what's gonna happen next. Their two other kids are gonna get it, then they're gonna get it. And they find that when everybody gets on the, the monolaurin, a little bit of, I think it's like 10, 12 pellets. Or, again, they're teeny tiny. Um, once a day for three or four days reduces the chances of that virus from becoming um, robust enough or re replicate enough. And really, it's, it's all about that, isn't it? I mean, if you have an infection and you let it smolder, it's going to get bad. If you have, uh, let's say you put your, your uh, teaspoon in, in the uh, hummus and then you put that in your mouth and then you um, sadly put the teaspoon back into the hummus for a second bite. Now you've, you've introduced all the bugs in your own mouth into the hummus and it's gonna be spoiled with mold in two or three days. You don't wanna give those guys an opportunity to be happy in their house and to, to replicate and make babies and build up the, the force. You want to do whatever you can to go, nope, not here. Um, I'm not letting you replicate. And so you're either gonna do that through the oil pulling um, actively in, in the mouth. Um, you might consider the uh, zinc, particularly with the quercetin, so that actually when it starts to infiltrate into the system, you have a means by which you can still knock it out. And then the monolaurin is uh, not nearly as effective as those other two protocols, but very preventative. So you might wanna take that a little bit each day during cold or flu season or something in the house is sick, like I said, like, oops. I mean, at my office, when one person gets the sniffles, I just take the monolaurin jar down and um, say, hey, y'all, take a little bit today in the next few days because I don't want any more of you to be out while sick. Not that I'm opposed to sick leave, it's just that I'm opposed to not having enough staff to take care of my people. So those three, those three things are really, really helpful. And of course I would be remiss. Um, and Dr. Linus Pauling, who is a Nobel laureate, who is really a big fan of vitamin C, would roll over in his grave if I did not mention the fact that vitamin C is a very strong um, antiviral as well. And um, the thing about vitamin C though is there's been a lot of study on it. And it, depending upon the dosing, at a higher dose, four to six grams, you have a much better effect on mitigating the viral replication. Smaller dose, maybe not so much. The problem with vitamin C, if you're up towards six or seven grams, you can often get diarrhea with it because it's hydrophilic and it likes to pull water out of the body. But there has been a solution in science um, the last five or six years. They now make certain supplements in a liposomal form, lipo meaning fat. So they'll, they'll put lecithin, which is a form of fat around the vitamin C and when you ingest it in the form of a gel, this now is absorbed in your stomach, not your gut. Now, what is your gut? Your gut, I'm talking about the small intestine, large intestine. 
Um, when you rely on your on your intestines to be the place for perfect absorption of supplements, you're going to be a little bit screwed because most of us don't have perfect guts and we don't have perfect absorption. We do a better job in the stomach. So the liposomal version of that um, is really the best way to go. And I'm a big fan of a company called Libon, L-I-V-O-N. Um, they're on Amazon and you can get both vitamin B and vitamin C and some others as well. And you just take one packet in a day. Now that represents about one gram, but um, in truth, it's probably closer the equivalence of you and I taking three or four grams because we're not getting that much absorbed when we're taking it, um, you know, when we're when we're taking it the with the regular route and, and relying it to absorb in the um, intestine. So if I were to be ill or sick, I might do two of those packets a day, one in the morning and one at night. They, they're a little bit more pricey, but I don't know about you, but I hate being sick. <laughs> <laughs> it reduces my happiness quotient, my productivity, and it increases something called absenteeism, which is a term we use in corporate America where somebody's there, but you can't really tell they are. They'd be just as effective at home and bed because they're not only not doing a good job, they're probably sometimes making mistakes. So those are my quick tips. Um, in the book, I do talk about basic uh, essentials for everyday life. This one I'm just throwing in because we're living in a crazy virally challenged uh, world right now. And I'm going to have the um, references on the show notes for these for these pieces as well, in case you want to go back and, and take another look um, again. So let's do something proactive that you have the ability to not need a script to be able to go to the grocery store and get the oil, to be able to go to the supplement store pick up the the quercetin and the zinc and the vitamin c and the monolaurin and not have to pay an arm and a leg for those substances all right then ladies and gentlemen um this is all about empowering you i hope you got some good value from today i thank you so much in keeping with my minimalistic approach to life i keep this podcast short and only add the most critical points not adding fluff so for today we are done but i hope you will do a few minutes of the good stuff we talked about. If you have not picked up the book, you can get it on Amazon. The website, 8minutestoageless.org, will have the show notes and any videos that I mentioned on this podcast. I thank you for spending your precious 20 minutes with me. And as always, you can reach out and contact me via the website. Remember, one day at a time, you are getting bolder and not older. I look forward to seeing you next week.